If you've ever stuck around until the end credits of a movie or TV show, then you've probably seen this. This small logo can potentially save productions millions of dollars. Georgia is one of the few states in the US with a production-friendly tax incentive program, and a lot gets filmed in the Peach State. Right now we have Black Panther in the works. Um, you know, we have become you know, a second home to Marvel projects throughout the years. Uh, a lot of television is produced here. Um, Ozark, they are just breaking down the sets for Ozark, um, you know, for the season four. Um, but we have Doom Patrol and Dynasty, The Walking Dead, Stranger Things. We're having um, Marvel's Ant-Man as our first project before we even finish painting, you know, the stages. In 2020, amid a pandemic, Georgia was home to an estimated 242 film productions. In fiscal year 2020, that added $2.2 billion to the state's economy. In fiscal year 2019, Georgia was home to 399 productions, raking in $2.9 billion for the state. Since 2008, Georgia has made an effort to surpass Hollywood as the production capital of the US. The state has one of the largest sound stages in North America, its cityscape doubles for New York and Los Angeles, and it has seen an influx of skilled workers from lighting, contractors, designers, and prop makers. Take Robert Ludeman. He and his wife moved their prop making business from New York City to Georgia. It looked like the one that was putting the most into actually building their facilities that looked like they had every intention of staying here for a while. And that was kind of a big factor is making such a large scale move and investment into coming down here. We wanted to make sure this was not going to be a quick thing and then run back up to New York a few years later you know, worrying what we were going to do. But it hasn't always been easy going in the state of Georgia. Some productions threatened to boycott the state entirely after years of controversial bills proposed by the state's government. Some more fallout this morning uh, for the for uh, fallout for Georgia following the passage of its controversial voting law. Will Smith and the director Antoine Fuqua is saying that they are now pulling uh, their film, their upcoming film production of Emancipation out of the state, moving it to Louisiana instead. And Georgia is seeing more states adopting similar and competitive tax credits for productions. The rebate is everything. And movie companies are going to go wherever they get the most money back. It's, 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 there's no mystery. So how vital are productions for Georgia's economy? What happens when other states offer better incentives? And how exactly did Georgia become the new home for Hollywood? This is the 30 Mile Zone, or TMZ. It's a 30 mile radius of land in Southern California where big studios set up shop nearly a century ago. Initially, it began as a small six mile radius and it grew to 30 miles establishing the Hollywood as we know it today. Los Angeles area, an area now famous as the 30 mile zone that was covered by the local union agreements, almost all Hollywood studios did almost all of their production shooting. When they would go somewhere else, when they would go on location, it was always a big deal, and it was almost always to get to a very specific kind of landscape, whether it was John Ford in Monument Valley, or some of the great Western locales in uh, New Mexico, or maybe you know a very special trip to, say, Niagara Falls, uh, or a landmark location like that. During the blockbuster era of the mid-90s, from 1995 to 1999, California accounted for 53.6% of all U.S. film productions, generating $72 billion for the U.S. film industry. In the face of ongoing risks, high interest rates that we had, high inflation that we had, studios wanted to guard their downside. 
In order to do that, they looked for projects that would be the least risky. Those least risky projects, oddly enough, are almost always the very largest projects. So studios end up releasing many fewer, many larger movies, movies that are brandable, movies that can be capitalized upon, movies that can be the basis for IP empires. But as the film industry was exploding, so were production costs. Big blockbuster movies had no issues being made in California, but for smaller productions, they had to look elsewhere to save money. Everybody wanted to be able to produce sort of locally, wherever they were, and that meant that it was much more likely that people would want to do their production outside Los Angeles. Countries abroad saw the US film industry as an attractive partnership to help better offset production costs. Governments worldwide gave the US film industry subsidies and tax incentives to give much needed breathing room for production's budget for shooting in their country. Runaway productions or productions outside of US began cropping up more and more in the early 2000s. Toronto started regularly doubling as New York City and Los Angeles, as it was cheaper shooting in Toronto than it was in the actual cities themselves. It was so much cheaper. Canadian wages were lower and there was a massive 20, 30, even 40% tax credit. If you were paying people the same amount of money and at the end of the day, the government cut you a check for 40% of what you paid them, you would be foolish not to head there. At the same time, there were complications to shooting in some of the very unionized, very central cities to the American film industry. As runaway productions were becoming more ubiquitous in the late 90s and early 2000s, Hollywood enacted plans to get productions back stateside. By 2004, the US film industry and the MPAA lobbied with Congress to curb productions outside of the US. An addendum in the American Jobs Creation Act of 2004 established immediate write-off of domestic film production expenditures. This addendum accelerated more states establishing their tax incentive programs. By 2005, Georgia adopted the Georgia Entertainment Industry Investment Act. So in 2005, the legislators passed um, one incentive to try to get us back on the equal playing field with Canada and other domestic states that were passing incentives. The Investment Act created a 10% tax credit for film and TV productions that spent money within the state's borders. However, in 2008, the act was amended to increase the tax credit to 20%, with an additional 10% for productions that added a now famous Made in Georgia promotional logo in the credits. Basically a 20% tax credit with an additional 10% for doing something of promotional value for the state. And that could be, you know, putting the Peach logo in the enroll credits above the below the line, or you, you might um, do other things, you know, make uh, videos, promotional videos for the state. While Georgia's 30% tax credit isn't out of the ordinary, it's structured in a way that benefits productions a bit more than states like New York, New Jersey, and Louisiana that offer up to 35%. In order to get Georgia's tax credit, a production must have an annual direct spend of $500,000, meaning smaller production companies can get the same tax credit as massive productions as long as they directly spend $500,000 in Georgia over 12 months. Well, it's a $500,000 per year spend. So you can aggregate smaller projects. You may have you know, a handful of commercials that are smaller and they can aggregate them over the course of the filing party's fiscal year and get to 500,000. Uh, most of the time, you know, it's one feature film or one television series and they pass that threshold on a qualified spend. Georgia also doesn't have an end date to their tax credit. So theoretically, these tax breaks can continue for a long time, offering companies stability for years to come. The way they created it, the legislature passed it, is there is not a sunset on this program, which you know I think contributed to the fact that we have this kind of infrastructure. So it's not like every two years you have to go fight to get an incentive put back in place. 
Stability was key for productions to begin moving to Georgia, essentially setting up permanent roots in the state. From 2009 to 2018, Georgia issued over $4 billion in tax credits to productions, and for nearly a decade, the film industry in Georgia has been a massive impact on the state's economy. That infrastructure moved here as a result of the work that was here, and the work that was here came from the, the incentive program. And with, with that amount of work, not only was the crew base, but the infrastructure, you have more equipment, some of the stuff that you classically would have had to have brought in from California or New York. Now they have equipment houses here that have things like Technic cranes of all different sizes. Um, you know, so that one little thing just trickles down to, you know, everything. And then of course, all the people that moved here needed places to live and food to eat and band-aids to buy. From 2012 to 2021, the direct spending from film and television productions has only benefited Georgia's bottom line. In fiscal year 2012, an estimated 175 productions directly spent $879.8 million within Georgia, generating an overall economic impact of $3.1 billion for the state. Direct spending and the resulting economic impact exploded in the fiscal year of 2018. In that year, an estimated 455 productions directly spent $2.7 billion within Georgia, generating an overall economic impact of $9.5 billion. In fiscal year 2019, while the number of productions dropped from 455 to 399, those 399 productions directly spent $2.9 billion, generating an economic impact of $7.4 billion. Amid the pandemic, film productions were delayed for months. Initially, 234 productions were slated to shoot in Georgia, spending $2.2 billion at the start of 2020. But by June 12th, only 20 productions were greenlit to begin shooting. In 2021, productions ramped up again, with 366 productions spending $4 billion in Georgia. When the tax incentive came, it really was building on top of a very fertile ground for storytelling. And so, um, Atlanta as a marketplace didn't pop up overnight, right? It's been kind of 25, 30 years in the making. And so what we were missing was the kind of deep infrastructure that we now have here at Trillith and Tyler Perry Studios and Black Hall and kind of, we have over a hundred stages here in the Atlanta marketplace now. Uh, with the kind of expertise to operate those stages, uh, the depth of crews that we needed to really support the film industry, and when those all came together, including, by the way, the tax incentive that helped incentivize all that private investment into the industry, we all of a sudden became a major competitor on the global stage. Permanent solutions to filming locations were needed to meet the demand for the film industry. And in 2014, the second largest production studio in North America opened, just 20 minutes from downtown Atlanta. And the quaint countryside of bucolic Georgia, is one of the largest production studios in North America. The studio has been in Georgia since 2014, originally named after a majority owned by Pinewood Studios. In 2020, Pinewood Atlanta rebranded as Trillith Studios during a year-long separation process from its former ownership, establishing Trillith as a local business in Georgia. Today, Trillith is home to the biggest movies and TV shows. We were created uh, with, by the Pinewood Group uh, this brand that has an 85-year-old history of building some of the most amazing facilities in the world. And we're very proud of the stages and the production facilities that uh, we created here with, with Pinewood uh, when we were founded. And it was a success right away. 
And if you look at the growth across you know, the entire lot, our facility expansion now up to 24 stages, the entire ecosystem of all of our production support vendors, we're building our own town across the street. Um, what Trilith is today versus where we were eight years ago is there's nothing in comparison. Trilith is just one example in the greater Atlanta area. But it's not just home to film and TV shows, it's also a company that established retail shops along with residential living. Yeah, it's kind of important if you're gonna have a town that you've got places both to live, work, and play. And so we have 750 single family homes. Uh, we have 600 multifamily, so those are apartments that are above ground floor retail. And then almost 300,000 square feet of restaurants and retail and spaces uh, that would be commercial in nature. Trilith is home to 24 sound stages, nearly a thousand acres of land and home to bleeding edge filmmaking technology that you wouldn't normally see outside of Los Angeles. We were at a unique season where there's been a lot of advancement over the last two or three years and the pace has been exponential, especially when it comes to uh, the use of LED screens and LED volumes. Uh, so as you see in what was done in Mandalorian, um, is becoming more widespread. Um, and we really see that at Trilith as the future, not in a way that eclipses what's been done in the past, but just as an addition to that. The company has seen an influx of productions and skilled labor over the years. Now, if you just take uh, um, data from our unions, the IA, uh, and our workforce here, as we've grown in recent years, we're up to approaching 100,000 jobs, right? We, we haven't quite hit that mark, I think it's like 96. But these are jobs for Georgians uh, who have different backgrounds. I mean, carpenters who were building houses are now carpenters building sets. The film and studio industry in the state of Georgia is vital to the economics of the state of Georgia. So here at Trillet Studios, on any given day, we can see up to 3,000 people on the lot. Um, having the studio here in Fayette County has been one of the largest revenue generation generators in the area. Trilith, Tyler Perry Studios, Third Rail Studios, and more allow for skilled labor to grow organically, establish a pipeline of work, and offer opportunities of entry into the film industry. Atlanta has become this global center for production. It has created uh, uh, almost five-fold in jobs, new jobs for the state in the last uh, six, seven, eight years. No longer do you have to be in uh, LA or California to create your content, uh, to shoot your movie. Um, you can now spread out to more places. And Georgia is one of those places that people have really spread out to. And I think a lot of that has to do with the history we have in Atlanta. While production sound stages in Georgia have been booming, more and more states are planning to ramp up new tax incentives. And some just as competitive as Georgia's. Georgia is at the heart of the film industry, but it's just one out of 31 states with production incentive programs. Some states want to draw productions away from Georgia due to ongoing controversies from proposed bills relating to women's reproductive rights and to voting laws. These issues are why some productions have threatened to boycott producing films or TV shows in Georgia. Productions in the state have employed an estimated 96,000 people. The threat of leaving the states by production companies saw both Governor Kemp and former Georgia Representative Stacey Abrams make efforts to prevent these boycotts. Since 2019, there's been a growing movement among other states' legislators to establish a film tax law that replicates Georgia's, effectively drawing away from the state's once $9.5 billion film industry. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy announced that the state would enact a 30% tax credit for film projects, similar to Georgia's, 
Governor Murphy added an additional 40% to any brick and mortar studio development in the state. In October of 2021, the New Jersey government confirmed a bid from Netflix to purchase a 289-acre parcel of land that was a former military base. The streaming giant has also established roots in New Mexico and moving its biggest show Stranger Things from Georgia to ABQ Studios, located in Albuquerque's Mesa del Sol area. But as a result of all this work, I mean, in the state of Georgia, and particularly Atlanta Metro, is oversaturated. You know, I mean, you can watch a movie and recognize a lot of the locations at this point. So if there was a state around that got their act together, you know, um, they would be, you know, they would be serious contenders if they could just get close. I see, uh, I think the growth still entirely hinges on a tax credit. Uh, the way these companies work, where they can kind of set up shop wherever, you need to give them some sort of incentive because if Georgia doesn't do it, then another state will do it, which is what has happened in the past. As more states increase the tax benefits for film productions, the competition for becoming the next film capital for major studios is heating up. So what happens if other states offer better incentives? Well, the great thing about Georgia is we have kind of the complete package that producers need when they come to film here. Um, you know, we've seen other markets like Michigan, they did a 42% tax incentive, um, but they didn't have a lot of crew or equipment, so producers had to bring those things in, which lowered their savings by bringing everything in. Also, you think about the, the climate, you're probably not shooting outside in February in Michigan. We also have diverse locations, and we have, you know, mountains and coastline and big cities and small towns. Again, we compete head-to-head -head with someplace like Albuquerque, but you're probably not pulling off New York City and Albuquerque. We have a very diverse look. If you didn't have the infrastructure, the commitment from private capital and the education system, the tax incentive doesn't make it work. What we have in Georgia is the combination of all of that firing, literally, you know, at 10, the level 10 across the board, right? Um, and there are uh, other states that are doing that well, uh, there are also a number of states that are trying to do it through just a tax incentive, and it's not working. Once the capital of all film production, Hollywood was the source of entertainment within the 30-mile zone, where hopefuls worldwide would flock to take a chance on their dreams. Since 2008, Georgia has created a billion-dollar industry, establishing job creation for locals in an industry that is typically tough to break into. Talented writers, directors, actors, and hardworking crew members are now setting up shop down south.